When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to the NFT Nation podcast, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. In today's episode, I will be explaining some of the most important news to come out of the crypto and Web3 world this week. So without further ado, let's just hop right into it. So for our first story today is the Terraform Labs CEO, which is known who is known as Doquan, is now out with a new revival plan to save the, the, the Terra ecosystem in the wake of last week's stablecoin meltdown. His new slogan is, Terra is more than just UST. So Terraform's founder Doquan, in a forum post, uh, proposed a Terra ecosystem revival plan. And Quan's revival plan amounts to a restart of the entire Terra blockchain, with a network ownership getting distributed entirely to UST and Luna holders through 1 billion new tokens. The plan comes as Terra, uh, Terra's Terra UST uh, stablecoin, which is supposed to be pegged to the price of one dollar, death spiraled below fifteen cents this week, wiping out over three uh, thirty billion dollars of value. UST's sister token Luna, which propped up the stablecoin's value, has fallen just to below a penny. Uh, actually, when last week it was worth eighty dollars per coin. So you can see there's been a lot of volatility in the market in the past few days. In Friday's proposal, Quan, who created the Terra blockchain with his Terraform Labs team, concedes that the Terra ecosystem has experienced a total collapse. And <clears throat> Quan wrote that even if the UST peg were to eventually restore after the all uh, after the last marginal buyers and sellers have uh, capitulated, the holders of Luna have so severely been liquidated and diluted that we will lack the ecosystem to build back up from the ashes. Uh, he also continued and said that UST holders need to own a large share of the network as the network's debt holders they deserve to be compensated for the tokens that they have been holding on to the end. And kind of like add on to this story to give kind of an anecdotal evidence of someone losing a bunch of money through the Terra, through Terra Luna. $2.8 million dollars that KSI put into Luna is actually worthless now. So on Tuesday, when Luna was trading between $25 and $30, KSI revealed that he bought in on the dip and intended to hold it for a long time with the hope that the current cryptocurrency would recover in a few years. He said he purchased 10000 or or 100000 Luna, which was worth around $2.9 million at the time. However, less than 48 hours later, KSI tweeted that he had nearly lost all his investment. The total value of his Luna position had tumbled to little over $1,000 within two days. So um, that's like a 99.999% decrease in price. Uh, KSI appeared to be cheerful after narrating his losses. He posted a series of self-reflective tweets expressing gratitude for only losing a large sum of money and nothing else. So before crypto... 
uh, became as famous as it is today, KSI confessed that he was completely focused on making a lot of money. Uh, he recognized this in his chase of wealth. He had neglected and destroyed the most important things in his life, his friends, his, his family, friends, legacy, and health. After realizing that he had lost money but nothing else, he stated that he was finally at peace with himself. So this was kind of like a come-to-Jesus moment for KSI when he lost um, an insane amount of money with this trade. It's also the crazy how he lost so much money so quickly. It's crazy. It just really shows uh, the volatility in the crypto market. And also, uh, it's crazy how he is still cheerful after losing an insane amount of money. Uh, it's obviously, I'm happy for him that he had to come to Jesus moment. It's always good to see someone uh, bringing positive light into losing money or kind of just bringing positive light into a negative uh, moment, if that makes sense. But my personal thoughts on the, the entire kind of Terra Luna falling is that I don't really think the new plan that Doquan has will work. I mean, Doquan has a bad history of treating his community with a kind of neglect and never giving them the, the respect they deserve. He has a history of calling many skeptics about the Terra Luna blockchain poor and peasants. So he's kind of like the now the boy who cried wolf, in my opinion. And I don't think the proposal will work, but maybe I'm being too harsh to him. Maybe uh, he, he's probably much smarter than me since he created the Terra Luna blockchain. But uh, I will say I don't know. I'm not really uh, not really bullish on the future of his plan. But I hope the people that lost a massive, massive amount of money will be able to recoup some losses. But I don't believe they will be able to. And yeah, that's pretty much it for that story. Let's just keep moving on. Uh, another big headline is that Morgan Stanley says NFTs are next to watch after the UST collapse. So this is kind of a great segue into this story just because we just mentioned the UST collapse. And since Bitcoin has fallen around 40% since April, and this is no longer due to its correlation with the equity markets, this is what Morgan Stanley said in a research report. So pretty much they're saying that just crypto is no longer tied to the stock market. There, It's just falling on its own because it has no purpose. Um, so Shayna Shah wrote that she works uh, for Morgan Stanley. She said, hyped and leveraged areas of crypto such as decentralized finance and crypto-backed stablecoins are seeing mass liquidations. As it becomes clear that all the elevated prices were traded on speculation with limited real user demand. Um, it's kind of crazy to see that someone like a Morgan Stanley analyst is coming out and saying this when so um, early. So not not too long ago, they were saying that crypto is like the future and um, they're expecting much, much higher prices. So NFTs are just an example. Or I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know what an NFT is. But NFTs and digital land have been subject to much speculation and inflows, uh, the report says adding that the reason most people bought these assets was based on the expect expectation that another buyer would want to purchase them for a higher price in dollars and not that there's actual value within them. So NFTs are digital assets on a blockchain that represent ownership of virtual or physical items that can be sold or traded. That's just a little definition if someone has forgot what an NFT is, but hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, you you know what it is just because we're kind of already too deep. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what an NFT is by now, you're kind of kind of missing the boat. But hey, I'm happy to have you. Uh, but the bank notes or Morgan Stanley notes that 
While crypto markets have been trading badly since November, they have been shocked by the collapse of the third largest stablecoin, TerraUSD, Terra, uh, or UST, in recent days. Crypto, uh, they said that crypto-backed stablecoins have become an important part of the leverage built within the DeFi ecosystem, and adding that uh, this one event has led to an increased uncertainty and instability that resulted in a broader reevaluation of where many crypto prices should be trading at. So at, pretty much after this collapse, they kind of re-looked at their positions and went, "Oh wait, this is not really a good thing. I don't think this is. Uh, I don't think crypto is valued at." At it, uh, where it was, it kind of deserves to keep going down. So the DeFi is an umbrella term used for lending, trading, and other financial activities carried out on a blockchain without traditional intermediaries. The most speculative and leveraged areas of, the cri of crypto markets are now in focus as interest rates rise globally and U.S. Federal Reserve mo removes liquidity. Um, they also said this in kind of the report. So pretty much... As people are taking money out of the basics of uh, investing like stocks and mutual funds, people are um, kind of taking everything they have from speculative assets like crypto and NFTs just because they want to kind of keep their money in a safe place. And they don't believe crypto um, is the place to do that. They also, the massive increase in stablecoin market capitalization, uh, <laughs> which is a 30-fold since early 2020, has had an influence on crypto pricing as well as stablecoins were responsible for providing much liquidity and leverage. Uh, so pretty much since there is such a massive increase in the stablecoin market caps and how important they're becoming in the kind of ecosystem of crypto, seeing a massive player like the UST uh, collapse that provided uh, <laughs> that or that made a lot of traders not have the liquidity they were used to and they began to sell just because there was a bunch of fear in the market. Morgan Stanley also claim, uh, says that its clients are asking whether the large fall in crypto prices and the de-pegging of stablecoins poses a more systematic risk for broader financial markets. So there, people are starting to wonder, well, if crypto's tanking, will the stock market tank just like crypto? Will, it, will the majority of regular finance see a massive dip like the crypto market? And people are becoming more skeptic. My personal thoughts on this is that Morgan Stanley is kind of going back on their projects from uh, from their projections from last year. Um, since they are beginning to lose money on their investments, they want to kind of uh, just talk, just give a reason for why they are losing money and kind of just blame it on crypto as a whole. And obviously, they don't understand uh, the technology fully, even though there is very, very, very smart people at Morgan Stanley. They are used to regular assets like stocks and bonds. And I, I understand why they what uh, the way they think. Obviously, NFTs will see a dip in the near future, like they already have. I agree with them that the hype for NFTs have hit a peak, but I believe the future is still very, very bright. So with that out of the way, let's just move on to the third story. Sam Bankman-Fried, who is the uh, CEO of FTX, said that Bitcoin's future isn't as a payment network. And he actually said that Bitcoin doesn't have a future as a payment network. Um, who uh, Sam Bankman-Fried said this, who is the founder and chief executive at crypto at the crypto exchange FTX and one of the most high-profile executives in the crypto industry. Uh, Bankman-Fried said that the proof-of-work system, which Bitcoin used and is built on, or uses and is built on, uh, to validate blockchain transactions, wasn't capable of being scaled up to deal with millions of transactions 
uh, just like what we're seeing today with Ethereum and many other blockchains. He also said in the tweet that the BTC network can't sustain thousands or millions of transactions per second, although Bitcoin can be transferred onto other on other blockchains layered on top of the original one, such as the Lightning Network. But he said that it, it still has a place to store value, just not as a high-speed form of payment. He um, A quote from him is that things that you're doing millions of transactions a second uh, will have to be extremely efficient and lightweight and lower energy cost. And this is what proof-of-stake networks uh, have to offer. And obviously, with Bitcoin being proof-of-work, this is not uh, kind of Bitcoin's realm to, to be in. Obviously, proof-of-stake is another mechanism to validate transactions, which consumes less energy, and Ethereum is transitioning from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake to become even faster with their transactions. Still, Bitcoin, uh, he also said that still, Bitcoin has potential as an asset, a commodity, and a store of value. So even though it might not be used for a payment system, he still believes there's a he's very bullish on Bitcoin just because it is the biggest player in the game. And kind of a quick little uh, this is a quick little story, but another little fact about Bitcoin is that Bitcoin has dropped more than 55% from its all-time high in November to just below $30,000 this week. According to Coindesk data, and Ether is down 58% from its record high to around $2,000. So obviously, um, I agree with the thoughts from Sam Bankman-Fried that Bitcoin is not going to be used as a high-speed payment. If anyone has been in the crypto space for a while, you understand that uh, you're not if you do buy Bitcoin and send it to a wallet, it's going to take at least 30 minutes for you to receive that just because Bitcoin is very slow. But I think Bitcoin has an amazing, is amazing as a store of value and a great inflation hedge. So obviously, I'm very bullish on Bitcoin. I own uh, Bitcoin myself uh, just to let that out there. So there is some bias there. But the proof of work system is falling out of favor. It's too slow. It's too expensive. It costs. It uses too much energy. It's not good for the earth either because of uh, carbon emissions and also proof of stake is the consensus layer of the future and if anyone wants to learn more about that feel free to go check out our episode explaining what proof of stake is and all the high-speed networks will be on top of proof of stake there's not going to be a proof of work uh, blockchain that's very very fast just because it's pretty much impossible and obviously ethereum will most likely stay as the fastest and most used payment system just because it has that first mover advantage in everyone feels comfortable with using ethereum so what did you all think about these stories did i do do i did uh sorry did i do a good job kind of explaining everything do you think you learned more through uh this episode today did you enjoy the news stories please feel free to leave any comment i will leave a spotify poll in the description feel free to uh, make any sort of comment there or even ask a question and if you want to even get in touch with me feel free to uh contact our ins or our social medias which is at nft underscore nation underscore podcast feel free to message us on uh instagram twitter tiktok youtube we're always open to dms and we will always respond so uh, also feel free to leave a follow on those social medias and if you did enjoy this episode today feel free to leave five stars and please share this episode with a friend if you learned something today that's really how we grow the podcast here just because it is so, uh, we are a small podcast, and when Spotify sees someone like 
when, when Spotify sees that you're sharing it with your friend or even leaving five stars, Spotify learns through the algorithm that people are enjoying this and they, they're going to want us to grow alongside just like the community. So I really hope you all enjoyed this episode today and have a good one, guys. Thank you.